You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Slade Slade. In the room I have Rob. Hello. Adam. Hey. Ben. Hey. And John. Hi. Slade is the third studio <laughs> album by the British rock group Slade. It was released on the 1st of November 1972 on Polydor Records. The producer was Chaz Chandler and the genre is glam rock and hard rock. Uh, and from All Music Review, David Thompson, Slade might have built its everywhere-but-America fame upon a succession of gut-tearing hit singles, but the band's true rocking credentials were on display elsewhere in the second-to-none stage show that had already been preserved on Slade Alive earlier in 1972 and across the chain of storming B-sides that had accompanied the smashes so far. Slade may have (laughs) been only the band's second studio album in four years. (laughs) But it reinforced that barrage with enough mighty stompers that the band could have taken next year off and still not have run out of steam. Even if one excises past hits, Goodbye Jane and Mama We Are All Crazy Now from the equation, Slade is a nonstop party. (laughs) A a couple of covers break the Holderly songwriting domination. A bass-heavy blues boogie through Janis Joplin's Move Over had graced a Slade BBC session earlier in the year and provoked such a great response that they had no option but to re-record it. While the closing melody of Let the Good Times Roll and Feel So Fine was the closest you could come to the mania of a Slave live show without actually going out and buying a ticket. Of course, listeners don't have that. What about Slade Alive? Wouldn't that be closer? Yeah, I guess so. Here you go. Of course, listeners don't have that option today. What's <laughs> still touring? Uh, but they weren't, I guess, when this review was... I, I think, think this guy just didn't do his homework. <laughs> okay. I don't think Slade ever stopped. Okay. It's not all original members, but yeah. but Dave and Don are still touring under the name Slade. Wow. Yeah. Would see. But, but stick on Slade, crank up the volume well, and the whole world going to be crazy all over again. Huh. All right, what do we think of Slade? I oh, love Slade. Slade. <laughs> like Desert Island, top 15. Whoa. Seriously. Seriously. Quintessential uh, fucking rock and roll. Quintessential <laughs> fucking rock and roll indeed. Must have. <laughs> Must have. I think it's fun. I like. I've, I've heard this. I've heard this record a lot. Being friends with people who like love it. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It's Go on. not a desert island one for me, but I think it's. I think it's great rock and roll, and it's ballsy, and it's brash, and it's. You know, it's it's very of the time. It you got introduced. your chocolate in my peanut butter. Yeah. You got your you got your sludgy hard rock in my glam. Yeah. and I like every part of it. It introduced something that I think is would be carried on by agreed. 
hundreds of other bands, right? You can hear... Quiet Riot! (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, you can hear, like, Quiet Riot or, like, Def Leppard for sure in terms of, like, the just the style of the... Def Leppard was actually more in line with the suite. Yeah, Yeah, I I hear that, but... But yeah. still, I mean. But yeah, no, this is definitely Quiet Riot, uh, Great po- White, Poison, Poison, yeah. Motley Crue. It, yeah. it, it was a template. Yeah. But you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Slade did it better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Sometimes, with that. literally, like "Come on, Feel the Noise" and "Mama, We're All Crazy Now," uh, the only two hits I can name by Quiet Riot, both Slade covers. Slade did it better. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, Murder City Devils fucking love this band too, Dude, and I love the Murder City up. Devils. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it took me it took me so long to get that that reference. Uh, the uh, there's a Murder City Devils song called "I Want a Lot Now, So Come On," which is a, <laughs> a line in the chorus of uh, "A Mama We're All Crazy Now," and uh, and then there's a line in in that same song in "I Want a Lot Now, So Come On" that put on the sled on the stereo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Love it. I fucking love it. I like when my favorite band's like my other band. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the best. It's a big like fest. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, it's backloaded. Uh, side, side two is absolutely so. banger, 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 banger. Not that they're, they aren't all bangers, but they're more... Huh. Ha! The freaking me out bangers on the on side two than so there's like one. The two big hits are on side two. Side two starts with goodbye, goodbye to, to Jane. To Jane. Mm-hmm. Side two track one. Yeah. Goodbye, mm-hmm. goodbye, mm-hmm. and Mama, we're all crazy now. Is, is that it. is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I don't goodbye mind it. And, and, really and, and, and it feels so fun. Yeah, yeah, man. It's one, it's like, two, three, four. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, uh, so. Well, look at last I guess night. I is, kind of, with that. is kind of almost like a ballad, right? I mean, I think it's uh, it, 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 it's crucial on the album. It is, it, but it mm-hmm. is not a party, party, party pump like which. It sounds more like it's a necessary track three after two like pretty hard songs. Yeah, I you think know, so. Need a little break, need a little relax. Yeah, yeah. Look it's at a great last song. Night reminds me of more like like 1970, 1971 skinhead era mm-hmm. Slade. Uh, no, they they used to. I know they, they were, were t- skinhead. They were days. football hooligan toss. Yes. Right. They were boots boys. They were boots boys. Shaved, they they, they took the look because they thought it was an attractive look at the time, not they, because they, they weren't were soccer hooligans. They weren't like yeah. They weren't yeah. Political nor were they skinheads. nor were they racists. Yeah. They were you know. Oh, but they, they had they, they had were, the little uh, sharps. Sharps. Yeah. yeah. Sharps. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, no. But they, they, the album right before this one, play it loud. Great record. Not it's it's not as fully realized as this, but it's got some great songs in it. But it's got a lot more of this like like post psychedelic pre glam balladry stuff. Like look at this last is night. the rock and roll. They just bring it right. This is the rock and roll. Okay, this is the rock. This album is the rock and roll. Were you looking for the rock and roll? This is the rock and roll. We found it. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, uh, uh, look at look at last night is. Uh, it, it it's necessary and it's, it's a it's a darker darker tone like you know I was surprised at the directions that they go in because things like let the good times roll are so just you're like great I, I love little Richard I love that sort of like bringing the rockabilly back but then when you dig into like I don't mind or yeah look at last night there's these just little things that they're doing that are new, interesting, and a, a bit different than other people were doing. I would say T-Rex, maybe, you know, Bowie were, and that's where the glam comes in, I guess, is that a, a bit of like minor keyed in uh, bringing those vocals, those harmonies and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Big harmonies. And yeah. of course, their, their, their stage look. 
was yeah. very glam. Oh, yeah. so glam. Especially <laughs> my favorite dude, Dave Hill. I know Dave Hill. <laughs> the, the old no bangs Dave. The old no bangs Dave. The, the sloping fringe of a, of a hair. <laughs> Until the late seventies, when he just decided to shave his head, and he was just a cue ball for a few years, and then he grew the fringe back. It just it just <laughs> looks like a very well manicured like uh, thumbnail. Signature look. Stage costumes. Uh, he has one that he called the the, the metal nun, and it was just, yeah, it was like a silver and black, basically somewhere between a nun's habit and a pharaoh's hood that's just covered in mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking costumes, wow. like that, 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 I need to see that. Yeah, photo. oh yeah, yeah. The I'll costumes that are starting to appear, like uh, Roxy Music, the bassist with his watermelon like uh, costume, which just is a whole bunch of watermelons like knit onto his like it's like spandex just covered in like tasseled watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I, my I, God. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, what they would call, I think, on the back of the album, I forget. There's a reviewer on the actual Slade album who says this is the return to extrovert behavior and I was like fuck yes extrovert behavior all the way this is a party band this is a party record this this record it, like I've said it before it, it'll crack your beers for you yeah. it, this is the this is the beer buzz of rock of rock and roll man that fucking Joplin cover Holy shit. Does it elevate the source material? It elevates the fucking source material. It, Rob, I, Rob is currently wearing, I, I, does I, it elevate the source material t-shirt? Maybe right they'll be available for purchase on our web store six months from when we record this thing. Um, no, nah, man. Like, it it takes, like, that, that Janis Joplin song is so good. Like, and she does it so well. Yeah. But what these dudes do to it, just, like, Kicks it into the fucking stratosphere to the point where it could feasibly see the curvature of the Earth. It is that fucking rocking, dude. When it when it breaks down to just like yeah, minute twenty at the solo. Vocals. Oh no, that's after the solo. Yeah, it, 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 it's like a little bit quieter now, a little bit quieter now, mm -hmm. and it gets down to just like whispered vocals and hi hats, and then it gets to the time when, when like the the power chords come back and the bam. It's the biggest thing in the world. It's like your house fell on you when that, when that comes back in. It's, it's like, around like three minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah it's it, awesome. Had Janice gotten rid of the piano player that was like on that record, maybe she could have like made it bigger. But like, yeah, they, just what they what they did to it was it it, it turned into a brand new thing. Slate gonna so make much. it big. Oh, uh, have you have you noticed how many songs on this album have mm -hmm. during the chorus a backing track of just like a dozen people stomping and clapping? Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> yes, of that. It, it's. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Gary Glitter took a fucking uh, page out of that totally. book. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they definitely probably, I don't know if they were the pioneers. I, I can't think of anybody before them who they're like, oh, okay, we're going to make the audience part of the band. Like, they're starting to build that that sentiment in the album. The Are they using the audience as an instrument? You're right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it was, that was like Stadium Rock Queen, like, we'll get in, like, very shortly. But you're right. Slade was... They were the party band. They mm -hmm. were. They showed up, and they were sort of like MC5, where they're just like, "We're gonna burn the place down. Like everyone in the in the house is gonna love us." MC5 was going to burn it down uh, militantly. Slade was just gonna burn it down because the good times got out of hand. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> fucked up. We, we fucked up. up. <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Like a feeling when you give it all you got And people want to shake you by the hand 
We've got another big heavy rock live album coming up just around the corner. We're going to be covering uh, Deep Purple, uh, Made in Japan. But and you mentioned it in the thing, but I I, I don't necessarily think it's uh, like necessary for for the book as like required listening. But also released in in seventy two, uh, just before this was Slade's first live album, Slade Alive. Man, that is that's just like an example of that's a live album. It's all adrenaline the whole time. Slade sounds like giants. Uh, the crowd sounds crazy. There's a bunch of like audience participation, and they wrap it up in like under 40 minutes. Beautiful. Like, it's you know what isn't worth a listen is later Slade. Oh no, later Slade is absolutely <laughs> worth a listen. Really? Oh, like get your hands off my power supply, Slade. Uh, yeah, it's a great. That 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 was the response. Like they they thought they were gonna be. Uh, oh, they like Slade now. Quiet Riot's made Slade a thing, so they put out the, that yeah. that record and. And no one really cared, but it's a super good, it's <laughs> yeah. a good record. Yeah, yeah, they, they they got like some well deserved uh, notice when Quiet Riot had those two big hits. Like, mm-hmm. No, I'm talking about very late Slade. I'm talking, oh, you're talking like, about rapping Slade, rap Slade. Uh, I'm not familiar with rap Slade. Yeah, rap Slade. They hear they heard uh, Beastie Boys, and they were like, "Of course, they're they're like." This is what we got to do. They like to party. They like to we party. We like to party. No. <laughs> Don't stop partying. Oh my god. We're going to do that and it sounds like oh. a cheap knock like knockoff of the Beastie Boys wow. licensed to ill. <laughs> I So is that got to hear Is that. that you boys make big noise in Yes, yes it is. <laughs> That's, I mean, uh, I, I've, I've got Rogues Gallery, and I think it fucking rules, and it's all, like, synth-like. What year's Rogues Gallery? 85. Yeah? Yeah, it's, like, big synth- synthesizer stuff. It's after that. Yeah. What, what's Power Supply? Is that, like, 80? Power, Power Supply's 84. 84? Yeah. yeah. So by 87, you can stop listening. Oh, well, there's one on 94 called Keep On Rockin'. Is as that Slade 2? Slade 2. Re-released in 2002 as Come On, Let's Party. Yeah. So this is the only Slade album we will, we will be reviewing. I think... That's I think, fair. I think it's, it's, it's fair. totally fair. This is the one. This is the one. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to ha- pick out one... For, if you love this album, there's other good Slade out there, but this is the one. And as far as, like, ending a track, or side one is concerned, doing this cover of Move Over makes me want to flip the record. Because, oh, sure like, does. wow, what a... What, what a thing. And then immediately going into uh, Goodbye to Jane. Like, it's just fucking, the, the gloves came Side off. Side two, track one. Yeah. Yeah. Goodbye to Jane. Yep. Yeah. That's a banger. Yeah. Gloves come off. Uh, yeah. Really I'm fucking chugging beers on the porch, peeing <laughs> off the side of it, <laughs> yelling at frat boys across the street, because all of a sudden, I'm 22 again. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to keep it good and clear, like... Naughty, the lead singer's voice is a very unique voice. Yeah, it is. And he can he can he can put it into some notes and get some range out of it, but he's not like the world's best singer. No. These aren't the world's best players, but no. they are having a fucking good time and they are shredded. And they're a powerhouse. They are a powerhouse. It is a rock and roll, man. Yeah. Speaking of Naughty's voice, so uh in what was that, nineteen seventy eight or nine when Bon Scott died? It was in uh nineteen eighty. It was eighty? Okay. Yeah. So Bon Scott dies. Right as ACDC is getting internationally huge, and the first person that ACDC goes to, their first choice before they hold any auditions, they approach Naughty Holder of Slade 
ask him to oh, man. to be an ACDC, which in in like some kind of like alternate alternate reality, that would have been a really cool ACDC. But <laughs> his voice with ACDC, I, I could absolutely see that. Well, I'm perfect. Yeah. Naughty turns him down. Slade right now is at a low point of their career in the late 70s. They haven't had their mid-80s, like, mediocre comeback yet. Mm-hmm. They're past their glam days. Naughty still is like, oh, thanks, no thanks, man. I'm in Slade. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. Some dedication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, but it is interesting thinking because his voice is a little closer to Bon Scott's. Mm-hmm. Like, it it uh, did say, though, that they, I, like, kind of stopped Brian working. Johnson. And they stopped doing that because Dave Hill uh, started driving couples to their weddings in his own Rolls Royce to earn money. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, wow. he put his car to work for him. Yeah. He's like, proto Uber. Rolls Royce. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I'll drive you around. Dude, speaking of Rolls Royces, there must have been a thing with Slade and Rolls Royce, because like Dave Hill is documented as having a Rolls Royce in the 70s. Then when Quiet Riot has like a smash hit with Come On, Feel the Noise, all of a sudden... Record labels are are in a bidding war to sign Slade to a major record deal because they're foreseeing a big Slade comeback. This sound that Slade is doing in '72, in '86, like all of that hair metal stuff is basically were, just yeah. It's just a warm, warmed over, less gritty version of what Slade had been doing 12 years ago, and. So these yeah these people are trying to book Slade and and one of the bids included five Rolls Royces. Wow. That's not a cheap car. It's amazing to see a band that's a bit ahead of their time in like just like workhorses, and they're like, yeah, of course they're going to make it. Like all these other bands are just copying what they have done all of this time. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times, but what is the like success of Slade? At this time, That's Slade was huge everywhere but the U.S. Yeah, okay. well, Slade came. Th- this album hit number one in the U.K. Wow, hit, hit number one in Australia. Wow, sixty-nine, nice in the in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, does that number have a special significance <laughs> Just to nice. you? Um, Just a nice number. <laughs> Rob likes uh, numerology. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, I yeah, because I that's one thing I I discovered this band because they were before my time uh, through friends in my twenties and like. It occurs to me I don't really have a context for understanding their success. Like when I hear five Rolls Royces plus presumably some money in the '80s, it goes to show how much money the bands that were kind of copying them years later were making. I feel like that story is really common. When a band is ahead of their time, basically they're not the ones who usually get the, the right. big payday, right? Um, because they just need you know they need to do the legwork to get culture to sort of accept the sound. And then eventually, way beyond when you think it would happen, like if you're a Slade fan, by the time like Quiet Riot comes around, you're like over it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like in some ways, like you're like... You've got kids. It's, I just mean to say it's like... <laughs> but it's just not fresh anymore. Yeah. It's so true. it's kind of... And that's what's so crazy about um, how long it sometimes takes for something to get mainstream. And it always blows my mind when there's a band that that basically grabs the zeitgeist of the moment, even though it's usually really dated from like an artistic or cultural point at that point. But those are the bands that get paid. I'm so surprised this didn't catch on in the States in 72. It just seems like it had so much going for it. So much, 
It's catchy. We were it's importing heavy. a lot of music. It's fun. Did anybody give a shit in the states about this type of music at that point in time? Like, I, like I asked. Electric honestly, Warrior was big. Was it though? Because bigger than Slade Slade. Yeah. It, 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 hit, it hit about sixty nine. Polydor is not that big of a label. It might just had to do with yeah, the distro, distro. was not yeah. like the right thing here. I mean, just coming off of like when we were talking about Big Star and how they <laughs> could sell ten thousand copies. It's yeah. It's it's possible that Polydor just didn't have the just, uh, didn't, just didn't have the push. I'm just fascinated because there's a lot of groups that um, yeah. albums that make it on this in this book that are not automatically a commercial success, but like have huge lasting influence and also eventually sell a lot of copies. Yeah, Electric Warrior made it to 32. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. And like we're, we're we're writing Slade off because they weren't big in the states, but they were big. Very Huge. much so. I mean, number one. Yeah. Well, this album had their third number one single in a row, right? They Huge. had they had three. What did they had? What was it? it? Was three songs at the same time? I don't know if it was one, two, three on the charts, like three number ones in succession or what. But like it was after this, it was. Uh, I think it was Mama, we're all crazy now. Yeah. Come on, feel the noise, which was released just as a single with no album, and probably uh, what like Happy Christmas, everybody, mm. or Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. It was like number one, number one, number one. Or I, I no, don't quote me on that. Let me say my sources. I mean, maybe maybe it just did turn into like flavor of the week for this band, um, which is sad, but it, it's not unheard of. Like there, there's pl- I mean, there, there's plenty of examples of bands that like from the two thousands that I can recall that like were flash in the pan. Maybe later they'll be important. <laughs> All right, I, I hot found, hot heat. Maybe, I, maybe we'll be talking about that. I found that. Yeah, I found the stat. They rose to prominence during the glam rock era in the early seventies, achieving seventeen consecutive top twenty hits and six what? number six number ones in the UK singles chart. That's stunning. They were yeah. they were UK big. God damn. Yeah, dude. And they're from they're from. Wolverhampton. Adam, have you ever been to Wolverhampton? I've never even heard of it. Dude, Wolverhampton. Because, like, I've played so many different cities in England over the yeah, years. It's and, near like, Birmingham. Okay. Bur- we would, we would play there. Hit, oh, sorry, I would, I, one more. The British hit singles and albums named them the most successful British group of the 70s based on single uh, sale of singles. That's incredible. Wow. So yeah. massively successful. Uh, I was going to guess if where I was going to guess they were from Birmingham. Uh, like, I can't nearby. believe that. Uh, yeah. Wolverhampton's right nearby uh, Birmingham. We used to play Wolverhampton when we were in UK every every time, and honestly, the the only reason was so. There's this club called the Robin Two, which is a decent club, and and there's lodging above it, so they gave us a place to stay. But two doors down from the Robin Two is an Indian restaurant called India Gates, and it's the best Indian food we have ever had. And so that was why we kept on playing Wolverhampton. That's like the, <laughs> that's like the Curry Mile in uh, Manchester, where it's just like miles of Indian food. Yeah, nice, super tight. But Wolverhampton in general, a very, very working class. Like Birmingham is working class. Birmingham's like a. What, that's like why I thought they meant be from there. Yeah, it's definitely. And then Wolverhampton is just like a smaller town near Birmingham. Wow.
All right, what do you think of it, Rob? Uh, if I don't know. Already. A plus, 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 plus positive. My goodness, what a had cool rock and roll record. Had you heard this album before? Oh, very, <laughs> very much so. Okay. Um, and yeah, everyone should listen to it and everyone should buy it. And since Slade recently just got onto Spotify, everyone should just turn their phones on, put Slade on, and take a nap. That way they can continue to get rolls. Yes, get Slade, more Rolls Royces. Please, it's they, been like... They, all the Rolls Royces. All the Rolls Royces. It's probably been like 25, 30 years since Dave Hill's got a Rolls Royce. <laughs> Rolls Royce. <laughs> you need to start a, a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> so that he can take you so, to your weddings in Wolverhampton. Oh, <laughs> I love that idea. That'd be the best wedding gift. Yeah, I give it. I definitely give it a positive. Um, I'm not as big a fan as these guys, but like, it is pretty irresistible rock and roll. If you if you're into this like ballsy bravado type you know, type stuff, <laughs> it's early, which is cool. It's it's you can hear so many influences. And the more you listen, the more you're gonna realize like how much came out of this. Um, and I, I think it's great. Ben, ben is too, so, oh, that's gonna you, say so too busy. I'm not gonna waste your time Air giving class. it a review, but there are some other things I'd like to say. Instead, right. he will air drum. <laughs> uh, first of all, let's talk about the cover. The cover rules. Yeah, uh, it's a picture of the band. They're all given this sideways thumbs up salute uh, with across their knuckles written in probably permanent marker uh, S L A D across the knuckles and then E written on their outstretched thumb. It's cool. Dave Hill's a weirdo. He's not wearing a shirt. He's got his his singular hairstyle, which is I, I got I read it described as just a sloping fringe. <laughs> it's long hair, all combed forward. Its bangs basically go all the way up to his hairline, like uh, like where the roots are is the shortest part, and then it just curves down. I believe Rob, you described it as what like a, a manicured toenail. A uh, manicured thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, he, he like I, I think Bowie, not Bowie, uh, fucking Cher. No, not Cher. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, fucking Good he was in Roxy Music. Oh, Fairy. Yes. Eno. Eno. Eno's haircut. They have the same oh, fucking haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Shit. Sorry, guys. That yeah. took way too long. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dave Hill is also getting like. Actually, I don't know what his stage costume looked like in '72. I don't know if it predates Dave, uh, Ziggy Stardust or not. But he had like just like those like rocker from outer space jumpsuits. He had developed this character called Super Yob. Uh, Yob is a UK slang for just like a a uh, a cultureless uh, lout, and that was just his stage persona with his goofy haircut and and his and his crazy things. Uh, Jim Lee, the bass player, he was also one. Him and Naughty were the primary songwriters. And Jim Lee, it seems like, took the band a lot more seriously than his his, his cartoon guitar player. He's like Dave Hill. He looks like he's like a glam rock Rick Nielsen almost. Yep. He just he's just a goofy fucker. Yep. And so it would become a point of contention where Jim Lee would like confront Dave Hill and be like, "Dude, you gotta you gotta tone this down a little bit." And Dave Hill would re- retort back, "You write him, Jim. I'll sell him." <laughs> <laughs> yep. I always thought that was really cool. So, another thing I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, we've talked about Quiet Riot having multiple huge smash hits. They're yeah. only smash hits yeah. uh, uh, on the backs of Slade. A little bit of... It's already going to be a bittersweet thing for the band, I'm sure, because they were always lacking that that U.S. popularity, the U.S. Sorry, the U.S. cred. It was something they were always trying to get. They were big everywhere else. They could never get big in the States. And then two of their songs become smash hits in the States, 
yeah, they're getting a paycheck for it, but it's got to feel weird. That but, would feel real. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about like trying to really get in the head of that where it's like, especially if you felt like the, you didn't have the distro or like, you know, your team wasn't together and you just couldn't get the right people. Imagine being like, see, <laughs> like this, we had a thing. People would have loved it. Yeah. So the vocalist for Quiet Riot, Kevin DeBrow, he didn't like Slade. He was not a Slade fan. He was pressured into singing that song against his will, and he tried to sabotage it by over-singing and singing poorly on the track, and it still went to number one after he tried to sync it. What? And, and Slade's version was never heard. That's amazing. Oh, it just... It, it pisses me off so much. I assume much. that they were, like, worshipping them because it's I'm sure so other, derivative. I'm sure other members of the band probably were. But the vocal style. Well, maybe probably, that's what he, maybe... He was probably goofing on Naughty. On the yeah, vocal style. That's what's so funny because I assume that... There's, there's... It, do yourself a favor. Listen to... First listen to uh, 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 Come on, Feel the Noise, but quiet, uh, the Quiet Right version. Then listen to the Slade version. Do yourself a favor and don't even listen to that version. Just listen to Slade. But, well, yeah, but... Like I know that I'm biased. I'm a big Slade fan, and also fuck Quiet Riot. But the, like the Slade version is not only better. There's whole parts. There's whole like parts of the song that have been the Quiet Riot version is abridged. There's a guitar line in the Slade version that's going all through the verse in the background, just like just like in the background, adding some extra melody, making it more of like a rock and roll song. The Quiet Riot just uh, omits for like chugging power chords. It's less of a song. It shouldn't have been a hit. Hmm. It makes me mad. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Quiet Riot did invite Slade to to uh, their show at the Hammersmith Odeon uh, in London. And uh, they invited Slade. They sent them tickets and they sent a limo. Slade didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Slade. And, and, and I love this album. Should have sent a Rolls Royce. They should have sent a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah. Just to ask David Hill to pick everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave Hill, uh, he's known around the band. Uh, they just called him H. So in Mama, We're All Crazy Now, that uh, I don't want to drink my whiskey, but I still do. I've had a, enough to fill up H. Hill's left shoe. That's uh, that's that's Dave Hill's uh, his glam rock boot. <laughs> mm. oh. Quite large. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's just about all I've got to say about this album. <laughs> Except go, just just buy it and listen to it and send Slade your money. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a positive. Um, I first heard this album at... Uh, ben and Rob used to live together, uh, and they would throw this on, and we would party and drink beers. <laughs> Piss off the porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you do when you're having a good time. So uh, if you want to piss off a porch, absolutely listen to this album. It's a banger. It's just good party music. Period. End of story. Yeah, party rock, party rock. Yeah, plus on my my end, uh, yeah, it's an awesome album. It's good hard rock. It brings something really unique and kind of new that we actually haven't seen in this book before. And so, yeah, I'm all I'm all for this sort of like rock and roll pushed as far as you 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 can push it. Little Richard is like one of the first, but I mean, this just carries on that tradition. It's we're, awesome. We're right in the pocket of where my nostalgia is like crossing with good music that like I, I have both a deep emotional attachment to and fucking rules. Yeah. yeah. It's it's awesome. Okay. All right, next time we're gonna talk about Deep Purple made in Japan. Alright, thanks y'all.